0: keepers shoeshine boys knew of him as the man who always stopped to talk on his long roundabout walks around town and who always somehow remembered their names but friends and foes alike all the citizens agreed that he was rich wasn't he rich he must be rich to whom would he leave all his money So it was that the announcement of the death of Søren Kierkegaard was not going to be the end of the conversation about him by any means. It was only the beginning. The public intellectual Aaron Goldsmith wrote, He was, without a doubt, one of the greatest intellects Denmark has produced. But he died a timely death because of his most recent activities had begun to gain him precisely the sort of popularity that he could never have harmonized With his personality. The most dangerous part of his actions against the clergy and the official church is now only just beginning, because his fate undeniably has something of the martyr about it. Pastor Nikolai Grundtvig, a leading figure in the established Lutheran church and also in Danish politics, had no question about Kierkegaard's potential martyrdom. He preached a sermon on the day of Kierkegaard's burial giving thanks that one of the icicles hanging from the church roof had now melted and fallen off. Grundtvig said of Kierkegaard, I do not wonder that he was surprised by death, for as long as the day of the Antichrist has not yet come, those who tinker with the national church will always come to grief, and quickly, just like false messiahs. To be labelled a martyr, a great intellect, and a false messiah all at once is no mean feat. But it wasn't just philosophers and churchmen who had an opinion. Upon hearing of Soren's death, a team of medical research students applied to the hospital to preserve and examine his brain. Such an odd and magnificent mind did not deserve to be buried under the dirt. Their petition was declined. But speculations about the contents of Soren's skull persisted. He was said to suffer from the softness of the brain wrote one of Sorens' committed enemies. Was this responsible for his writings, or were the writings responsible for it? Here was the rub. It was Sorens' writings, especially the writings which made up the final stage of his life and career, which lay at the root of all the fuss. This material now known as the attack upon Christendom, was precisely why Soren's friends and enemies alike agreed that he should not be laid to rest in a traditional manner. And it was because of these writings that his family were desperate that he would. Soren had publicly stated more than once that the comfortable, civilised world of cultural Danish Christendom had done away with Christianity. He had repeatedly denied he was even a Christian, And upon his deathbed, he had sent away his ordained brother, refusing to receive communion from a clergyman. But he still needed a funeral, and he needed to be buried somewhere. In later life, Soren's niece, Henriette, and his nephew, Trolls, would recall observing their uncles and aunts trying to arrange the service. It was a sensitive topic. Soren's public attack on the Christian culture of Denmark was highly embarrassing to the family as Trolls pointed out in his memoirs, a church funeral would be awkward. Everyone knew that the deceased had characterized pastors as liars, deceivers, perjurers, quite literally without exception, not one honest pastor, he wrote. Yet Soren was the brother of a pastor, the son of a publicly minded churchman, the friend of bishops. What is more, despite his later offensive statements, Anyone even slightly familiar with Soren's work would see that his was no simplistic attack on all things holy. He never stopped invoking the name of Jesus in all his works, for one thing. And he may have refused communion, but he never renounced Christ. Surely a Christian funeral would be okay, wouldn't it? The way forward was not clear, and the family dithered. As is often the case when no one wants to make a firm decision... A compromise was reached that pleased no one. They would hold the service on a Sunday afternoon after church and would not make a big fuss. Brother Peter would deliver the eulogy. Hopefully it would all blow over and no one would make a big deal. This is not what happened. The celebrated author and contemporary of Kierkegaard, Hans Christian Andersen, sums up the scene well. In a letter to a friend he wrote, Soren Kierkegaard was buried last Sunday.